But it's now time for the rural news with Susan Murray. Kia ora, Susan. And a weekend of wet weather on the east coast has really hammered farm, uh, farmers again. Good afternoon, Charlotte. Access roads have been washed out, there are massive slips on some backcountry and fences have been destroyed again. And that was after 225 millimetres of rain fell in the region over the weekend. Wairoa Federated Farmers leader Alan Newton says damage is more severe now than in earlier storms because the rains come after an extremely wet period 10 days ago. Just in the five kilometres down our road I could count oh, about a dozen slips easily. Council have just cleaned all the drains out on our road. It's spent weeks and months up here doing the road from the previous floods and things and um, a huge amount of damage and spoken to different farmers over the hill and hell of a mess as well. Seems to be the place at the moment for the rain to fall. <laughs> Much for a drought. He says farmers have no choice but to get on with repairs, but he wonders how long banks can keep supporting them with the extra costs. In my situation, I have my own machinery to clear the tracks and things, so I can clear them quite quickly. But for people who have spent a lot of money on contractors, it's very financially devastating to them. The banks have lent them a lot of money to help fix their problems on their farms up, and now they're back to square one with with a lot of damage again. So whether the banks can actually help, and it's in a time where land prices right down, the beef price is only where it was 10 years ago, and um, cost of finance has more than doubled. Alan Newton says he'll be trying to get fences fixed quickly because calves which ended up away from their mothers could risk being mismothered and they're too young to be on their own. He says luckily there's plenty of feed, which is a positive thing, but the weather's been battering the region for more than two years. Meanwhile, only about half of the expected area of maize and sweet corn has been planted in the Gisborne region so far due to ongoing wet weather. Some rain gauges in the Gisborne backcountry have recorded 350 millimetres in the past week. Local farmer Toby Williams says cropping farmers had had a good run preparing the ground early during August, but since then it's been awful. Some of these guys have got 10% in, some of these guys have planted twice already and they're going to plant a third time. Uh, after this weather. It's just time consuming, you know. You, the cropping up here has been a real challenge, especially at Tolaga Bay. Tandra Faulkner is also on the board with us. She's um, been tearing her hair out. They've really struggled. They've got about 15 hectares out of 200 odd they need to put in done. Toby Williams says getting machinery onto the Gisborne flats will also be difficult, which delays weeding, spraying and re-sowing work. He says luckily woody debris hasn't damaged farmland this time around. Large vegetable grower Leader Brands Chief Executive Richard Burke says they're managing to keep supplying products at the moment, but he says the wet weather is yet another disruption. A Waikato farmer says the Livestock Improvement Corporation should bring in an external auditor to investigate dud batches of semen. The co-op is refunding hundreds of farmers after batches of sire semen used across six days in October resulted in lower pregnancy rates. On Bart van der Ven's farm, a quarter of his herd was inseminated with the bad semen. Normally the in-calf rate is about 70%, but it dropped to 20%. Mr van der Ven says because LIC caught on to the issue quickly, his herd was re-inseminated in the next round. Those stats I can't stand to come in now because we're in our third cycle, so third 21 days. So so in the first 21 days we put the bad semen in, they returned in their second cycle, so the second three weeks, and we are now hoping, and it's actually working, that they're not returning in their third uh, 21 days or third cycle. So at the moment, we 
have had no cows on heat uh, for the last four days, so it's it's looking promising. But uh, so hopefully we've fixed it. Yeah. Mr. Vanderveen says the whole thing has been really frustrating, and he'll probably lose ten days worth of production next spring. And he says everyone makes mistakes. LIC is working hard to investigate what did go wrong, but he says an independent person should be brought in to do that. I'm surprised they haven't. So. Um, because not not only did it happen once, it happened twice, right? Like it, 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 so so what's to say that it's already happened again and we don't know about it yet? LIC is holding a meeting with shareholders tomorrow night to discuss the problem and to answer any questions farmers may have. Forest owners are welcoming news the national-led government will stop the review of the emissions trading scheme. In June, the Labour government started a review of the ETS amid criticism it was not incentivising emissions reductions. But it caused the carbon price to drop dramatically, denting confidence in the sector, which then slowed investment into new forests. The new national government has vowed to stop the review in its agreement with New Zealand First. Forest Owners Association President Elizabeth Haig says that will restore confidence and certainty to the carbon trading market. We're really pleased to see the stabilisation of ETS policy. That's really important for us to be able to get on with sequestering carbon and um, helping out with the climate change response. We're definitely um, interested in working with the government on the detail around some of the regulatory side of things like um, the water policy being locally controlled. I guess as foresters, we often have forests that cross regional boundaries. And so we're a little bit concerned about how that might play out because, you know, we, we have several instances right now where councils may not have the capability and capacity to really understand forestry rules and or forestry and how it um, how the rule setting might impact on our industry. Elizabeth Haig of the Forest Owners Association. And just lastly, good progress has been made to clear the last remaining farm infected with the cattle disease, Mycoplasma bovis. The majority of the non-productive cattle have been culled at the Mid-Canterbury farm. Osprey, which now manages the M. bovis response, says it's working closely with the farmer on a depopulation plan for the milking herd, which is likely to be complete by early next year. And that's the rural news for today. Kia pai tora.